I genuinely do not know if the Virginia Cavaliers have quite grasped what awaits them when the men's basketball team gets ready to battle the Memphis Tigers this evening, 7 o'clock tip-off from FedEx Forum. Because they've been in Memphis. Apparently, they stayed at the Peabody. Our good buddy Mike Barber of Richmond.com at RTD underscore Mike Barber has got video up of the Peabody experience. If you're not familiar with it, the Peabody is this legendary hotel where they have the ducks that march down. The ducks have their perch on the top of the hotel and they come down on the elevator and they literally get the red carpet treatment to this little fountain where they take a bath and then they go right back onto the red carpet, right back up the elevator and right back to their perch at the top of the hotel. But if you think that is vintage Memphis, if you think Graceland is vintage Memphis, if you think walking in Memphis is vintage Memphis. Oh, boy. Oh, no, no, that no, didn't no, just happen. no. That did not. You just, okay, we're Warning singing today. words of our guy, Coach Prime. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. That is not vintage Memphis. Vintage Memphis is so much more than that. Vintage Memphis is, hey, violent crimes can occur at 11 o'clock in the morning in a grocery store parking lot. Carjackings could take place at any point in time when you least suspect it. Vintage Memphis, you're a senior in college, you bump into an attorney, he says, what kind of heat you carry? My response back in the day may or may not have been, well, we're not allowed to have it on campus. And the attorney's response was, don't worry about that. You need to have a gun. I can take care of you. That's Memphis. And the colorful personalities in this particular area, because there are plenty of them. And we love this town for all of its great candor and absurdity. And that will be on full display and you will be able to witness this tonight. When Virginia and Memphis battle on TV, here's what we want you to do. Look at the screen on the television when you know the players are going up and down the court. Right side shot. So if you're shooting to the right basketball goal. Bottom of your screen, you will catch the most iconic car dealer on the planet. This guy is as loud and bodacious as it gets. Heck, you think he's this loud and bodacious? This guy has rap songs that he has cooked up. Like this great hit that you can find, no joke, Mark Goodfellow, Lil P. Nut. That's L-I-L-P-Nut. If you want to go to this great place where you can look at videos called YouTube for this epic hit. He different, yeah, he different. Come and get you a car, you don't need no credit. Just bring a payment and your checks up. And pull off for the light, all ripped up. From cars and trucks, big or small. Get what you want, cause you know we get it all. New year, new car, yeah, it's time to shine. So come and visit Mr. Margaret's next time. I would come and get one if I could. I'm just too young, but you know it's all good. And remember, I don't care about your credit. I care about you. That's right. You will be able to witness the most iconic individual in that particular town. Not Elvis Presley, not John Morant, who comes back from suspension this evening for their game, the Memphis Grizzlies game at New Orleans. No, 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 no. Or as Coach Prime would say, Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's Mark Goodfellow. In fact, you don't have to take our word for where he'll be sitting. He'll tell you in a rap song. Wave turned up, cause you already know. Catch me at the game. Sit in front row. That's right. Swag turned up. Catch me at the game. Sit in front row. In fact, 
he'll be yelling at the Virginia players. And I'll be very curious if Reese Beekman or Ryan Dunn or Leon Bond or Elijah Gertrude or anybody else from the Virginia Cavaliers, heck, maybe Tony Bennett, We'll go over and say, Mark, you the man. M-Town, baby. You know what I'm saying? Or if Virginia is fortunate enough to get a clutch play down the stretch to seal a victory, if they will then go over to this loud, bodacious fan and, yes, utter the infamous line that you've heard already, I don't care about your credit. I care about you. I care about you. Oh, yes. Nothing says that. So, yes, when you're watching the game this evening, you most definitely should be on the lookout for that iconic individual. It won't be hard to find him. Loud suits and all, jumping and screaming so he can be, yes, that guy that gets on television for his absolutely over-the-top behavior. But if you're looking for motivation for why you should watch the game this evening, other than the fact that we don't have any broadcast this evening on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, so you're... Plenty free to watch basketball, of course, as if you weren't in normal circumstances. Guess what? This guy will make it infinitely better for you. Now, there are actual X's and O's factors that we'll get to in a moment, but if you happen to have gone and gotten all whipped up from Mark Goodfellow's It's All Good Auto Sales, or maybe a more likely respectable dealership like Feller Chevrolet, Main Street and Alta Vista, like my wife and I both done with our cars, then guess what? You need insurance like my wife and I have. You need to be covered from uninsured motorists out there or any potential scenario that you just can't envision happening. And where can you do that? Gardner Insurance Solutions. Old Forest Road in Lynchburg. Drop by or just give them a call. Gardner Insurance Solutions. Use that old internet thing again and check out the site because it's the easiest way to get a phone number. And let them know you want to get a policy review. Make sure you've got the right policy for you. Home insurance, auto insurance, maybe even bundle them together and for just a smidge extra umbrella insurance to make sure you're extra covered at Gardner Insurance Solutions. Now, as we mentioned already, there is in fact a big basketball game this evening. And let's be real here. For Virginia, the game against Memphis tonight represents an opportunity from Virginia's standpoint on the the one end, the game itself matchup X's and O's wise to see if Virginia can instill their style of play because background you know I mean if you got luminaries like Mark Goodfellow uh, bragging about how they're swagged up and sitting front row do you think they're going to a game like that with the loud bodacious outfits and the ridiculous behavior to watch a team like Virginia style I mean we like it here in the Commonwealth but it may not be what sells for someone like that probably not So, what you need to know is Virginia-style contrasts with Memphis' style. And for the Memphis Tigers, as they like to push the pace, Virginia's got a player in Reese Beekman who understands that this is actually a really good opportunity for Virginia to learn against a team like Memphis. What they'll be facing against Carolina, who likes to push tempo, NC State with the Lynchburg native Kevin Keats leading that program, to a certain extent Duke as well, among others in the ACC but for Virginia, a chance to really assert themselves and establish their tempo in the early goal. Great opportunity. Um, you know, kind of different styles we're going up against. Um, they're fast-paced, like the run, um, a lot of switching on defense. So it's just going to be, you know, a battle who can get to their game first and settle in first and go from there. So, you know, on the road, too, that is a, um, you know, it's harder. You know, we got, don't got the fans behind us, but I like to be in those settings. You know, I feel like our team could, um, you know, down the road will benefit from that. For Virginia, no doubt. I mean, you got to feel very confident that you can benefit from this type of environment. Memphis, they're athletic. 
This is less the one-and-done team that had James Wiseman a couple years ago for like a game and a half before the NCAA declared him ineligible back before NIL and all those activities were just more above board. Um, but you know, this is a Memphis team that has that reputation, but realistically, they still like to push the pace. But think more like Kevin Keats, NC State, out of anybody. They're very transfer-dependent. They've had a lot of transfers. In fact, you'll notice they've got guys like Javon Quinterly, yes, the guy that Virginia once recruited, who ended up going to Alabama after Villanova and now at Memphis. Yes, three colleges in like a four-year span. But they've got him on the roster and they have other players. That's kind of who they are. It's similar to NC State. It's much more of a free-flowing brand of basketball, which is easier to push as opposed to getting multi-time transfers all on the same page with that type of roster change. In Virginia, obviously they've had to do it, but it's not how they want to play. And Reese Beekman understanding that, and for Virginia it's a challenge in terms of being able to impose their style of play early at a place like this. And it's also a chance for Virginia to understand what really happened to them against Northeastern and make that be a one-off as opposed to an indication that Virginia's offense can have nights where things just don't go according to plan. Because on the one hand, Tony Bennett was pretty adamant that you know it wasn't the best performance for Virginia offensively. They had droughts. Defensively, it wasn't up to his standards. And frankly, as Tony Bennett noted after the win against Northeastern on Saturday, it was Reese that bailed out UVA. Yeah, I joked with him. I said I should have sprinted and gotten the game ball for him um, and given it to him. I don't know where it went. So, uh, but Reese didn't seem too uh, concerned about that. So, uh, but no, I, I thought Reese was terrific. He um, he made the plays. He, you know, I tell you, he started picking up the ball and his defensive on-ball pressure was there. But then he's you know down the stretch, a couple of the buckets he made, the pass he made to Ryan, and touching the paint. And um, getting after it, and I thought we we upped the ante defensively. and Up the ante defensively for Virginia. Believe it or not, they're going to have to have that, and they're going to have to have more contributions for um, other players on the offensive end because they're going to have to have enough to keep up with Memphis and the fact that, yes, they'll push the tempo, but also Memphis can score from a number of different ways, and that is Virginia's weakness at times, in addition to rebounding when other teams can push the tempo and score, and it, it is a real contrast of styles this evening. But it's also the fact that for Virginia, it's a chance to wash the stench, if you will, off of that game from Northeastern. You came out of the exam break, you're sluggish offensively, you had moments where you were, as Tony Bennett noted, even unsound on the defensive end. We were unsound defensively um, for stretches of the first half, and then a little bit in the second half, but... But that was our only chances to toughen up, and then someone needed to make some plays. And, um, you know, we looked, um, they did a good job on both ends. Good team, well coached, of course, and um, we just got to keep improving. For Virginia, that's part of it. And and in reality, if you win and learn from it, there's a value to that type of game. Because you can compare this, actually, to the Virginia women's basketball game, where they, too, were coming out of the exam break against Wofford. And in a win... It can often mask what is evident when you lose the game, and that is there are a lot of things that you still need to correct to be better, and that's what Tony Bennett is expecting, and I think it's reasonable as well with Reese Beekman as as one of your leaders to expect Virginia to to have a better effort and intensity and at least being able to get after loose balls, have different guys score, and have fewer defensive lapses. Yeah, I thought that was important because, you know, the last few games, well, not Texas A&M, but after that, we've had a nice lead, and it was a little, you know, I, I don't know what the right word is, but it was just there was some separation. You kind of could play, and 
a little more easy. And this was hard. We had a every possession mattered defensively and offensively. There was legitimate game pressure. Guys had to step up. When a mistake was made, you felt it. You knew they were a play away from, you know, opening the thing up. And so um, I just think there's incredible value in that, and we haven't had a game like that. So Virginia hasn't had a game like that, but truthfully, tonight could be another one of those nights, even though the styles are so different. Because Memphis is about a two-and-a-half to three-point favorite, three-and-a-half depending on where you look. So we'll kind of go ahead and just say three. And pro handicapper Kenny White, who's been with us plenty of times here in the fast lane, you know, as it pegged right at that particular number, he thinks it'll be a little bit more high scoring, which means it may not be in Virginia's comfort zone if that's in fact the case. But you get these type of games, different styles, different flows, different paces. You know, Memphis, the type of team you may well face in the first round if you're a seven or eight, nine, ten seed if you're Virginia. If Virginia has a really good year in the regular season and not to think that couldn't happen, then Memphis may be the type of team you face in the second round after a team like Northeastern in the first round where you may get one of those closer than expected games in the NCAA tournament. And that's obviously worth bringing up for Virginia because they struggled with it last year, losing to Furman, blowing the lead and uh, you know choking that game away late with a turnover from Kia Clark. And obviously everyone knows about UMBC a few years ago as well, that this program has had those type of games. And simulating that type of flow from one game to the next you know, granted there's a, a bit of a different spacing Saturday to Tuesday as opposed to Saturday to Monday or Sunday to Tuesday that two-day turnaround which is what you'll get in the tournament this is a three-day turnaround but for Virginia there there's a value in that tonight and if you're Virginia you hope that the sluggish performance against Northeastern is something that can give you the focus that you need because you know it's almost harder in loss. I look back at the Virginia women's basketball game this past weekend. They lost to Wofford and one of those, oh my God, did that really happen moments. And it's not shocking for Virginia the way it would have been if like Virginia Tech had a loss to Wofford in women's basketball, considering the Lady Hokies are a top 25 caliber team. You could argue they're actually underranked. But for Virginia women's basketball, you know, it's worth bringing up what Coach Mox had to say after the game about that because it can speak to the men, but it also can speak to the fact that when you lose one of those games... Sometimes you need that level of wake-up call, and you wonder if a, a team in a win may not perform well, but understands that it could have turned out like this. Credit to them. You know, they deserve to win. We didn't deserve to win. But I also want to say I apologize to our fans because the way we played, um, the lack of passion that we showed, the lack of energy, uh, it's, not, it's not the kind of brand of basketball that we want to play, and we will get better. You mentioned the three-point shooting from Wofford. They made five threes in the first quarter and four in the fourth. You guys kind of had it under control in the, in the middle. Coach Mox speaking afterwards, and then obviously the question that we snuck in there at the very end, but apologizing to the fans for their performance and even elaborating that the defense in particular for Virginia women's basketball, unacceptable. I, I thought from beginning to end our defense was terrible, to be honest. Um, and, I, and I mean, our team would agree, and that's why they're having a meeting in there right now. And I think the players will come out after that. Uh, but, you know, we didn't play our type of defense. To give up, let somebody, a point guard, get 21-10 and 9 on us is not acceptable. Um, give up 11 threes, 5 in the first quarter. It just was not, we, we just were not clicking. We kind of played as individuals instead of being on one accord. Coach Mox, after the women's game. You know, Virginia, it wasn't that way the entire way against Northeastern, but it felt like there were chunks to that game. And, and if you're Virginia men's basketball fan, you wonder whether that lesson gets through. For women's, it's, it's easy. I mean, you get beat by a team like Wofford at home. Even if it's coming out of the holiday, it's a bad thing. But you got to learn to not use that. And I'll actually go with Coach Mox for Virginia women's basketball because there is that lesson that's there. 
And you're dangerous on the excuse angle, which, you know, Tony Bennett and Reese Beekman never mentioned this, but it's kind of understood that it could have been the case. But, you know, the external factors are there when you're in these spots, whether it's dealing with Coach Goody, Mark Goodfellow, of course, the bodacious loud fan down in Memphis, or exams or tight turnarounds that that's there, but it can't be a deterrent. We didn't really come to play, and I don't know. There's a lot of things that affected our team. I was asked on the radio what affected the team. There's a lot of things that did, but I'm not an excuse maker. We didn't play. You know, we didn't compete on our home floor, and that's not acceptable. So we're going to get better. We have to get better. Our players understand that. They're embarrassed of how they performed. Um, so am I. So we, we owe our fans more. You have to understand that. And that's where, for Virginia women, the message is through. For Virginia men, you believe it's through because the head coach and you know, the, the biggest leader on the team is, is Reese Beekman, who's come back, obviously, to a selfish extent to improve his outlook for the NBA, but also to be able to you know end his season in a better way than losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament to a 13 seed in Furman like last year. And those are all factors that, again, you, you consider that if you're Virginia going into a game tonight against Memphis and whether it bears itself out in terms of effort execution and the type of control that Virginia men's basketball has been known to have on a game. When we come back in the fast lane, we'll pivot away from basketball and UVA to Liberty and football with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com starting to look ahead even in greater depth to the Fiesta Bowl. That, when we return here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.